Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week, a listener wrote in to say, My spouse and I are planning to leave our kids for the weekend for the first time. They're six, five, and three. What's the best way to prepare my kids? Two of them, yes, including the oldest, will cry even if I'm just going out to dinner. We'll be leaving really early on Saturday morning, so do I get them up to say goodbye? Is that a bad idea? Do I tell them beforehand, or is this something best addressed at the last minute? Hooray, I'm so happy for you. You're going away for the weekend. Okay, I wouldn't say this is last minute. I would talk about it with my kids for about a week. Here's an approach that has worked for me. This is an exercise in my favorite thing, which is branding. This is all in how you present this to the kids. It is not, sweetheart, we have to sit down. I have to tell you something. I know this is going to make you sad. Mommy's going to be away for two nights, but mommy will miss you so much. You don't need to approach it that way. And it won't work very well. This is how you approach it. Oh my gosh. I have such exciting news for you guys. You are having a sleepover with Christina or grandma and grandpa are going to come here and they're going to sleep here for two nights and build into it some part of it that's only enabled by your not being there. It's going to be just grandma and grandpa and you guys no mom and dad. And then if your parenting partner can be home, have your spouse say something like, what? I want to stay and watch Frozen and eat pizza on blankets on the living room floor. No, 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 no. You can't. You can't. This is only for the kids and grandma and grandpa. There's a book that your kids might really like and which sort of gave me this idea. My friend Christina Geist wrote a book called Sorry, Grownups, You Can't Go to School, which is exactly this. And she used this approach with her own kid who was very school reluctant, a school approach for the first time. So her husband would make a big show of like, well, I'm going to go to school tomorrow. I have my backpack. I'm all ready. And of course, it turned into like, Daddy, you can't go to school. And off the kid marched because now the kid was getting to have this adventure. I think this will work very well for you if you present it as this incredible adventure that you're going to have and your spouse is like, please, can I? No, no, no. It's only for them. This will go very well, I predict, at least for the three-year-old and the five-year-old. The six-year-old, I mean, it depends. Every kid is different, right? The six-year-old, if I had to predict which one would be sort of like, mm, I'm not sure I go for this. It, you know, it might be the three-year-old who's still completely devoted to you. And it might be the six-year-old who's like, eh, I don't really buy into this. I'm not buying this branding. If that happens, that's when I might suggest that you deputize, that you say to the six-year-old, look, so I know that 
Maria is going to be really sad. She'll probably cry because she's little. She's only three. So she might she might really be sad when I leave. So if she does, will you just take extra care of her? Will you just tell her that mommy will be back and put your six-year-old in charge of the reassuring messages. Tell your six-year-old the reassuring messages ahead of time. And I'm really hoping that you can help me with this. And if she's sad, because she's little, she might feel this way. And you can say this. The last part is you asked whether you should get them up really early on Saturday morning to say goodbye. I wouldn't do that. They're going to be tired. They're going to be cranky. They're going to be dysregulated. And the chance that that'll lead to like tears and upset for whoever you're leaving them with is probably not great. So I would say goodbye on Friday night. You can make that a little extra special. You can give everyone a little more time. Let them think you're leaving on Friday night and then just you know get up and leave on Saturday morning. So at least you own the sort of unwinding of it rather than dumping it on the, you know, the babysitter or whoever. Now, none of this guarantees that you will have zero tears, right? You might have three kids crying, you might have one kid crying, or you might have none. But even if you have kids with tears, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go. And it definitely doesn't mean that you should feel guilty if there are those tears. Your kids are attached to you. That's okay. But through this experience, they're going to learn great things. They're going to learn resilience. They're going to get to spend time with somebody else who loves them. They're going to understand that they're safe with grownups besides their mom. They're going to feel great about having done this on the other side when you come home and give them extra hugs. They'll have adventures. They'll have things to tell you. They will feel great about themselves once this is over. It will be good for them to know that they don't have to only depend on you. So keep that in mind, even if there's a few tears when you leave. One more story I want to tell you. When my oldest kid was in second grade, he had the chance to leave me for the weekend for the first time to go and stay at his friend's grandmother's house for the friend's birthday. They were taking four friends for the weekend. Eight-year-olds. He was a little scared. He'd never done something like this before. We kind of had to respond if he was going to go to the party or not. And he just was so stuck and finally said, Mommy, I can't decide. I really want to go. And I think I will have a good time. But what if I really, really miss you? And I said, what if you really, really miss me and you have a good time? What if both happen? Would that be okay? And he thought about it and he said, yeah, that would be okay. And I said, okay, why don't you do that? We know you'll have a good time. You might miss me. But if both happen, great. And if only one happens, it'll be the you part where you have a really good time. So he went. He had a great time. He missed me, you know, a little. And he came back, like, full of self-confidence that he had survived two nights at somebody else's house. So this is possible for you. It's a bump in the road. It's developmentally appropriate. But with a little bit of branding and a little bit of forethought, you can make this something that your kids are almost as excited about as you are. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, 
is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 